God we serve. What a God we serve. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. One more time, Matthew 27. We're going to read verses 21 through 23. 21 through 23. I'm reading from the King James Version. And it says, The governor answered, and it said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? Which two will you want me to release to you? The crowd said, Barabbas. Don't worry, I'm not preaching about Barabbas. I preached that weeks ago. But the story, there's something else in here I want to pull. Verse 22, Pilate said unto them, Then what shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? If you have somebody with you, why don't you turn to them and ask them this question. What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? And they all said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 22 is the focus of this message this morning. It includes a question that stands the very test of time. It's a question that famous people have encountered. It's a question that rich and poor people have had to answer. It's a question that almost every culture has been faced with. And that is, what shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? One day, Larry King, a great interviewer himself, was interviewed by somebody and they asked him this question. Who, if anybody you could interview, who would this person be? And to a response that might surprise many people, he said, Jesus Christ. In an obvious follow-up question to Larry King's interviewer, he responded, well, what question would you ask him? And Larry King said, I would like to ask him, if he was indeed virgin born, because the answer to that question would define all history. It's interesting to note that in this passage of scripture that we opened up with, that only days before this moment, that very same crowd that was saying, crucify him, crucify him, were laying uh, branches before his feet, as he walked into Jerusalem and they instead were not shouting crucify him. They were saying Hosanna, Hosanna. People still do this today. One day they cry Hosanna. And then the next day they cry crucify. Whether you are a believer, a non-believer or an atheist. You are not exempt from this question. Nor are you exempt from going back and forth with your answer. But your answer to this question, what shall I do with this Jesus, determines everything for you as a saint of God, as a non-believer, and as an atheist. To some, he will be a lunatic, and to others, he will be a comforter. To some, he is, he is a heretic, and to others, he is the truth. Either way, it will determine everything for you, especially when it comes to faith. So with no surprise, that's my title this morning. What will you do 
with this Jesus. I wonder one more time if we can just close our eyes and pray and just ask God to, to minister to our hearts, to challenge us with the answer to this question in our own personal lives. Can we do that right now? Jesus, we thank you for what we have felt in this place. We thank you for what we have felt where we are. And I pray right now for every person that's watching, that's listening. God, any person, even myself in this room, I pray, God, right now in the name of Jesus, that you open up our hearts and our minds to receive what it is that you have for us, God. Lord, I hide myself behind a curtain. I don't want my words to be remembered. What I want remembered is your word, God. I pray that your word is what imprints into our hearts. It's your scriptures that, in, that, that scribbles things into our minds. It, it engraves things into our palms and into our hearts. And God reminds us of what it is that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And where you're at, say amen. There's not a lot of depth to this message. What will you do with this Jesus? It's an age-old question, a question others have had to confront and answer. It's a question that trajects the course in your life regarding the reason our calendar system is predicated on this one man named Jesus of Nazareth. Atheists have argued his existence and their arguments go beyond mere Christianity. Non-Christian historians and scholars have written accounts that place Jesus in the history of humanity. The Jews included him in their encyclopedias as a prophet and that he did in fact live. However, the one thing that none of these writers and scholars will deny nor admit is who he is beyond his humanity. When they answer that question, what will you do, have, to, have me to do with this Jesus? They answer, he is just another man. Good? Yes. Moral? Yes. Kind? Yes. Is he real? Yes. Did he in fact live? Yes. Did he in fact die? Yes. Do you know where his body is? And they all have to answer this, no. That's the place that they stop and have to try, have tried for years and years to try to figure it out, want to know where he's at, but they fail each and every time. Some will say, well, it's just a hoax, it's all made up. Well, if historians know that he was real, then explain to me why the Pharisees who hated his ever-living guts and had all the power in the world couldn't find him themselves. If this whole thing was a hoax, then they would have found him a long time ago because they had the money, they had the resources, and they had the power to find that body. But they couldn't. They couldn't because he rose again and he's gone. I can tell you where his body is. His body is resurrected. It's glorified in heaven. And someday I will see my Jesus face to face. I'm trying to get better not to yell. Sorry, I get really fired up. Some people take it the wrong way, but... There's just something about this Jesus that just moves my heart, that just moves my soul. See, this is where the rubber meets the road for those amongst us that are, those that are amongst us that are non-believers or fence watchers. You're not so sure about this Jesus. You believe Jesus was real, but was he who he said he really was? There's a story in the word of God the Bible where Jesus asked his very disciples this very question. He asked them, who do men say that I am? And 
Some of the disciples said, well, you're, some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're John the Baptist. Come back to life. And then Jesus asked them personally. I still wonder sometimes. The scripture doesn't tell us that his voice was, was in fact raised or lowered. We don't know how he looked at them. But sometimes I wonder how he looked at his disciples when he asked this question. Was it a serious stare? Was it a gaze at them? Or was it with a little bit of a smirk or a little bit of smile? Well, who do you say? That I am. And we find in Matthew. Peter, Peter answers this question in Matthew 16. 16 through 17. And Simon Peter answered and said. Thou art the Christ. Which is the Messiah. The son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him. Blessed art thou Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee. But my father which is in heaven. In verse 20. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Notice, Jesus never denies the statement. He never refutes what he said. He had no problem being called the Son of God. Why? Because he knew he was the Son of God. Ah, listen, I didn't grow up in church and I didn't know anything about Jesus. But what I did grow up doing was asking this question for myself. Who is Jesus? I'd ask that question all the time. I have been where you are and I know what it's like to not be sure who God is. But I could tell you this. The more my heart burned to know who he was and is, the more he showed himself to me. I was like the blind man in the scripture in John chapter 9 starting with verse 1. As he, speaking of Jesus, went along, he saw a man blind from birth. Skipping down to verse 6. After saying this, he, Jesus, spit on the ground and he made some mud with the saliva. I know this is gross. And he put it on the man's eyes, which is the blind man. It's even grosser. I know it's not a word. Go and he told him, wash in the pool of Salome, which men's scent. So the man went and he washed and he came home seeing. He came home seeing. He was blind when he was born. But now he could see because this Jesus took a spit in his face, basically, but healed him. Verse 24, a second time they, speaking of the religious elite, summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth. They said, we know this man. He was speaking. They were speaking of Jesus as a sinner. And he replied, whether he's a sinner or not. And I love this part. I don't know. But one thing I do know, I once was blind. But now I see. Come on, that's what I still say today. When I didn't know Jesus, I didn't grow up in the church. I was saying that same thing spiritually. I am blind. But when God came in my life and he filled me with his spirit, I don't know what to tell you besides this. I once was blind, but now I see. I know there's more to life than what I'm living on here. I know there's a heaven to gain. I know there's a savior to see. And I know there's a maker to worship. Yes. Hallelujah. Verse 35, and Jesus heard that they, the religious elite, had thrown him, the once blind man, out. And when he, speaking of Jesus, found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? And that man said, who is he, sir? And Jesus, and then he also said, tell me so that I may believe in him. Verse 37, Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one that's speaking to you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe and he worshipped him. 
Listen, the more I heard about this man named Jesus and the more he ministered to my life, the more I believed until I came to the point that I am now and that is I worship him as my God. In the famous words of the Apostle Thomas, my Lord, my God. That's what I say today to him, my Lord, my God. As Christians, we still have to answer this question today. Even as a believer, I am confronted with this question every single day, but not the same as a non-believer. Instead, this question is asked as an invitation from God to know him more deeper. As a new convert, and even to this day, I answered and still answer that He is my Savior. I knew a life of sin. I knew a life of drunkenness. I knew a life of drugging. I knew a life of immoral relationships. I knew a life of stealing and lying. I knew a life that was corrupt and was going the wrong way until Jesus came into my life. Until I was confronted by this man from Galilee. This man named Jesus of Nazareth who I saw as a man but then it was revealed that he was my God. He was my Savior and he is my friend. He is my Father. He is everything I need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. There are some of you who are like that as well. But when Jesus came into your life, He forgave you of all your sins. And then when you went in the waters of baptism in Jesus' name, He removed all of them. To this day, He is still your Savior and still saves you from sin. To others like this blind man, when you ask the question, what will you do about this Jesus? Your answer is going to be, He is my healer. Listen, the doctors couldn't explain it. Your friends can't deny it. And the devil can't take it. He has healed you. He has taken your cancer. He has taken whatever's out of your life that that you needed healing for that nobody else could but Jesus and nothing and nobody could take that from you Amen. and it was through this man named Jesus and guess what if you're still struggling with addictions or you're sick with the disease I know who can turn you could turn to your past doesn't frighten him your condition doesn't repel him and your fear doesn't push him Jesus is in your car right now he is there wherever you are and if you just simply look to him and answer this question what are you give the answer to this question what are you going to do about this Jesus the answer I'm calling on you and I'm saying you, you need to give to God today is if you want to be broken free from those addictions you want to be broken free from that stuff in your life I'm telling you right now give that answer saying God you are my savior you are my healer. You're my redeemer. You're my Lord and you're my God. Hallelujah. Come on, saint of God. What are you going to do with this Jesus? Are you questioning your purpose with him? Are you questioning his love? Are you questioning his presence? It's time to go another level in him and answer those questions with this. I am your workmanship. You are pleased to use me to do your will. You love me as I am. And your love is everlasting. Matter of fact, you are love. And your presence is omnipresent. It's everywhere. It's in all places at all times. Hallelujah. No matter how bad things are getting. No matter how many prayers are not seemingly answered. Right now, 
Your presence is still here. You are for me. You will raise up a standard against the enemy. You will go and you will fight for me. You will tear down giants in front of me. You are still on the throne. And what will I do about this Jesus? I will worship him. Hallelujah. He has healed me. He has redeemed me. He has delivered me. He has provided for me. And he has set me free. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. You just worship him where you are right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. What a God that we serve. What a God that we serve today. Oh, he is so good. He is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are going to be shocked when I say this, but I am wrapping up told you my message was very simple this morning. Very simple message. Very simple. But I would like to close. I'd like to close this sermon. This message that I hope is challenging. I'd like to close it with a hymn by a man named A.B. Simpson. Called, What Will You Do With Jesus? Jesus is standing in Pilate's hall, friendless, forsaken, betrayed by all. Hearken, what meaneth the sudden call? What will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus? Neutral, you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, what will he do with me? Jesus is standing on trials still you can be false to him if you will you can be faithful through good or ill what will you do with jesus will you evade him as Pilate tried or will you choose him whatever be tied vainly you struggle from him to hide what will you do with jesus will you like peter your lord deny or were you scorned from his foes to fly? Daring for Jesus to live or die, what will you do with Jesus? Jesus, I give thee my heart today. Jesus, I follow thee all the way. Gladly obeying thee will you say, this I will do with Jesus. What will you do with Jesus today? What will you do where you're at right now? I know God is ministering to some people right now. What will you do with this Jesus? The story of the grief is real. Believers, worshipers, why do we stop? So much more. There's so much more we can do. God has a purpose for your life. God has something He wants to do with you. He's not finished with you. You haven't done so much wrong that He can't use you. You haven't gone by the moment that He's you can't come back to. No, He no, no, no. Friend of mine, God is still dealing with you. Jesus can still minister and use you. 
you have to answer the question. Even if you're a believer, you still have to answer this question every day. What will I do with Jesus? Will I ignore him today and not pray? Will I ignore him and not read his word? Will I choose not to share the gospel with somebody else that I should? Come on, atheist. I know you feel something. You can't deny it. But I can tell you right now, God's present. Some of you that are on the fence, you've been watching. You're not so sure. I just don't know about this Christianity. I don't know about this whole Jesus thing. Listen, you can question Christianity all day long. That's fine. But when it comes to Jesus, you have to acknowledge who he is. Who he is to you. Is he more than just a man? Is he more than just a prophet? Is he more than just a good, kind individual that helps people? One that, when they threw an adulterer at his feet, and they tried to accuse her, he protected her, and all the accusers walked away. Well, the woman at the well who confronted him in the middle of the day when only the worst of society would come to the well. But Jesus was there waiting. Because he knew who was coming. Come on, where he is, right where you are right now, Jesus knew he would be right where you are. Jesus knew what was going to be happening, going on in your future. Whatever your situation is today, he knew that you would be in this moment. He knew that this would happen. No, he didn't predestine it. He's just able to look towards the future and know what's going to come because he's just that way. He's all known. So I wonder if you can just close your eyes where you are. Allow God to minister to you. Allow God to touch you where you are. Come on, just, just talk to Jesus right now. Jesus. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we need you right now. We need you in this place, God. We need you in this place, God. Oh, God, you are faithful. You are so faithful, Jesus, so faithful, so faithful you are, God. There's none like you, Jesus. There's none like you. Come on, what will you do with this Jesus? What will you do with this Jesus? Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your name, God. Praise your name. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, why don't you open his word a little more? Let him show you. Pray for his guidance. Pray that he encourages you and helps you. Helps you to see what he wants to do for you. I challenge you to go deeper in him. Let this question evolve in other areas in Christ that you either have been or you haven't been to in a while. Open his word. Take a little time. Why don't we just take a little time for a moment. Take a little time where you're at. Why don't you just worship God? Just close your eyes. Yes. Oh, your name is above every name. Jesus, you can never say. Jesus, you're in this place. God, I know you're where every person is right now that's listening to this, that's watching this. I just pray that you minister to them right now, God. Touch their hearts. Jesus, I pray over every person that's watching this right now. I pray over their life, God. Help them, God. Help them to see, God, there is no one like you. 
There is no one like you. We build our life upon you. We build our foundation upon you. You are everything to us. You are everything that we need. I pray that you help anybody that's struggling with addictions right now. In Jesus' name. God, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that addiction. God, I bind that addiction. And I just... I dispatch warrior angels right now to go combat those spirits that are trying to control them. In the name of Jesus, I dispatch angels of harvest, of message, God, to bring the harvest into those, their lives that they need. God, to bring the word that they need in their life right now. In the name of Jesus, God, minister. Minister where they're at, God. Touch their hearts, touch their minds, touch their souls. Jesus, you're worthy, you're worthy. <coughs> God, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. So faithful, so faithful, so faithful. I pray for every saint of God. Oh, God, with this question, what are you going to do about Jesus? God, there's great saints of God who love you, who love you, God, who would do anything for you. But sometimes our lives get ahead of us, and sometimes we get so hard on ourselves that the enemy points us to the natural when you're always trying to take us to the supernatural. And I pray, God, right now for that saint, God, for every saint of God that's watching and listening, that you minister where they are right now in Jesus' name, that you touch them, God, right now in Jesus' name. By faith, I believe, God, that you're going to minister. By faith, God, I pray that you help them go deeper in you. By faith, God, I ask you, Lord, to help them, God, overcome their adversity, that you help them overcome their shortcomings, help them overcome their infirmities, God. You said, Lord, when we are weak, you are strong. And I pray, God, that you make yourself strong in their life right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we are praying your word. Make us strong where we are weak, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, come on. As we finish this up here, I'm about to close this up. But one of this word, this, this, this song right here, I just love this last part right here. Come on. I will build. I will build my trust. Come on. Are you going to put your trust in him? Come on. Are you going to put your trust in him? Jesus, I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. Come on one more time. I will build my, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come on, build it. He's a firm foundation. Jesus is a firm foundation. He's one that you can trust. He's one that you can rely on. He's one that you can count on. He's going to be there for you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to help you. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, holy, holy, there is none beside. Yes, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. So worthy, Jesus. So worthy, so worthy. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. I don't believe in preaching a message and not leaving you with something that you can go do something with. And I just challenge you this morning, as you hear this word, for you to do something about this. Answer this question in your life. What will you do with this Jesus? What will you do? You're an atheist. What are you going to do? You got to come to that place to know that he is God, that he's the one true. If you're one that says, I'm an atheist, but I hate God, how can you hate something that's not real? He's very real. Maybe you're someone that's on the fence. I challenge you today. Answer this question for yourself. 
whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, when it says, what are you going to do about this, Jesus? Call him what you need him to be. You need deliverance? Call him the deliverer. You need forgiveness? Call him your savior. You need love? Call him your love, because that's what he is. Saint of God, where is God trying to take you? How much further is he trying to take you? Always remember, you're not called to just sit in a pew. This whole COVID-19 thing shook up the church and helped everybody realize there's more than just Sunday service. There's a purpose that he has for you. And I believe he's challenging some people this morning. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your truth. God, I ask you to touch every person where they're at. Minister to their heart. Minister to their mind. Minister to their soul. Help them, Jesus. To receive what you have for them right now. I pray. I pray peace in people's life. If that's what they need, God, I pray that you come to them as the Prince of Peace. That's who you are. Some have had imperfect fathers. More than just a regular imperfect father. Maybe they even have a father and they need a father. They need a dad. God, right now where they're at, help them call unto you, Abba, Father. Help them call unto you. Jesus, you, you are the everlasting Father. You are what everybody was watching. You are the Father incarnate. Those that need grace, you are a God of grace. God of mercy. God of redemption. Jesus, we worship you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen.